everybody, and welcome to A Gem of a Secret Podcast. My name's Donatella, my secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How are you doing tonight, Coco? Um, I'm doing real good. I lost two pounds, so hashtag skinny legend. Hashtag um, skinty. Skinty. Skinty legend. Let's <laughs> name the episode now. No. <laughs> skinty legend. Um, welcome back. It's been like yeah, three weeks. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. I had the, I had Miss Rona. She tried to keep me down, but you know what they say, can't keep a hoe down. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, is that the phrase? I don't, I don't even know. Oh my gosh. I had this moment at work today where one of my coworkers was pissing me the crap off because he kept saying, he's like, John, you definitely had COVID. And I was like, no, I, I did like two PCRs and like five different kinds of rapids. Yeah. And I was sick. And he's like, no, you definitely had it. And like, he just wouldn't let go of that. And he was like, what was the likelihood that you wouldn't have had it? I was like, I, I was like, I probably had it, but I took all these PCRs. I was like, that's the way we measure accuracy of covid and he yeah. just like would not let it go was he saying that you had it just because adam and i had it yeah when he's like he's like if your roommates have it why wouldn't you have gotten it and i was like because i didn't see them yeah so, like, the whole we time. actually followed the rules and like wore our masks and stayed in separate areas yeah and like it just all day long was driving me crazy and i was just like so mad about it after a while i was like i was like i didn't have covid i'll tell you what though staying in my room for like 10 plus days at a time like that was i mean which typically you know i stay in my room a lot anyways Mm -hmm. but doing it because i had to and not being able to go anywhere Mm -hmm. um it was kind of like it fucked with like my mental health a little bit Mm -hmm. Mine was, it messed with mine too. So Adam moved out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, we could just do this for the intro part of our episode. Adam moved out of the master bedroom down to our guest bedroom. Yeah. Like he, and I just got him this brand new desk for uh, Christmas. And so he, like, so I was at work and I had to work from home because yeah. I was way too exposed. And um, so I'm working from home. I'm seeing no one, by yeah. the way. Um, yes, my bathroom's like five steps away from where we film our podcast and my bed's like 10 steps away from that. Uh, so the first two days it felt like a vacation. Like I was like, oh, I'm like by myself, you know, you get your thoughts together, you're collecting yourself. And then it started really messing with me that I didn't see anybody. And I was like getting really sad and like, oh, and I missed my husband and I was sleeping. I was going to bed at 3 a.m. most days because I couldn't fall asleep because he wasn't there. Mm -hmm. I beat a... I beat a phone video game. I was so bored and out of my mind going crazy. It was yeah. awful. It yeah. really, it did a number on me. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, absence makes the heart grow fonder for literally everything. <laughs> uh, Donna, what are you wearing? Well, Coco, I um, am dressed as Janet from Rocky Horror Picture Show because I'm cold, I'm wet, and I just want to go home. <laughs> what about you? I'm dressed like Frosty the Snowman. Um, mainly it's just a big white coat. Oh, okay, because um, you're cold and wet also? Yes, I'm cold and wet also, and also it's just really freezing right now in the beautiful P- um, PNW. Yeah, I rode my bike to work and back today, and, uh, my pants were soaked. Yeah, uh, Donatella's bike is bigger than my car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a big... I don't really feel scared about, like, getting hit. Sometimes because I'm like, this thing is going to handle it. (laughs) It has fat tires and the frame is like 500 pounds. So I'm just like, 
it may leave a dent in the car. I don't <laughs> like, know. You're like this is like hitting a moose. Like, <laughs> this is this this isn't the journey for you girls. If I lost power at any point with that bike, I would not be able to pedal it. That's, <laughs> that's how big it is. <laughs> Oh, and then we're going to, um, just to let all of our listeners know, me, Donatella, and Adam are going to uh, form, like, an electric scooter group where, yeah. like, Donna has her electric bike, and me and Adam are going to have Vespas, fully mm-hmm. electric Vespas, which cost way too much money, by the way. Um, reducing our carbon footprint. We're reducing you know. our carbon footprint. and But the electric Vespa, the really expensive one, it can get up to 80 miles per hour for oh. four minutes. And so I'm just really excited for <laughs> Yeah, my bike doesn't quite do that. Um, I get like a good twenty-five, uh, but on a good day, <laughs> it's not cold and rainy. Um... Yeah, downhill. Um... <laughs> Yay! Oh my goodness. So um, normally we would. Um, I'd ask Donna how she's doing, but we need to do a little bit of a spoiler alert because we are bringing on one of the stars. From Painted with Raven. Yes. And And so we want to make sure, you know, that if you haven't seen any of Painted with Raven, then maybe watch it and then listen to this episode. Or if you just want it spoiled for you, then that's cool, too. You could listen to our lovely guest. Yeah. And um, because we do talk about, like, the whole show. Yeah. And impressions and how it operates and everything like that. Celebrity guest judges and everything. So... All of it's in here. That's your major spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Before I finally need to ask Donna, how are you doing this evening? Oh, Coco, I will let you know after this brief break. It's a podcast with Coco and Donna. Tell a podcast. Tune into what they tell you. Podcast with Coco and Donna. Tell a podcast. Well, Coco, I'm feeling painted for filth because today we have with us our guest, Jordan Ruggeri from Painted with Raven. Season one. Hey, Jordan, how are you? <laughs> Doing well. How about yourself? <laughs> um, you know, we're just like fantastic. And, yeah, it's you know. awfully rainy here. Oh, God, it's so rainy in Portland, which you were just here <laughs> for the season finale of Painted with Raven season one. Yeah. yeah. And I think that you have a... I, have to tell this by the way this is what always happens i just get derailed immediately um so when you were in town you were with your brother correct i just remember hearing from all the drag queens that they were like aggressive like people were just aggressively hitting on your brother like (laughs) yeah (laughs) yay is your brother straight or very straight very very oh okay Yeah. Did he get drinks bought for him, though? Yes. No, everyone was super sweet, but they were fully like, well, maybe there's a chance. I'm like, I'm going to tell you right now, those chances are zero. (laughs) Dead ass. Those chances are zero. That is not happening. Oh, my goodness. So, um... For our listeners who are kind of like interested of why we're having this guest on, so let's go into your background a little bit. So say where you're from, and then also just say how long that you've been practicing makeup, and then also talk a little bit about your drag career. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I was born in uh, Moab, Utah, and then I um, moved out to Salt Lake City just to pursue like some type of career and some type of media content creating of some kind. And I just kind of fell mm-hmm. into makeup, and I've been doing it professionally for about seven years. Um, and then from that, I just joined into painting with Raven and here we are. 
Wow, Moab. We've we're very familiar with Moab. We are. Yeah. So Moab. Mm-hmm. How, how does anyone end up in Moab? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I have friends from Moab. I know that it's a pretty uh, it's a small area. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so crazy. Yeah, that is really crazy. Yeah, the small universe. We were in Grand Junction, Colorado, for a long time, mm-hmm. and so that's why Moab is really familiar to us. And when did you say that you moved from Moab? Um. So right after graduating high school, I was just like, I'm okay. I'm good without the small town living. I need a little more. So, yeah. And how old are you now, if you don't mind us asking? Uh, 27. 27. Hmm. You were probably there when we went to all those gay yeah, pride that's things while we were there. That's cool. Small world. Did you ever go to like Moab Pride or anything? I haven't. Like which, I know. Okay. I, I'm clearly a gay, a bad gay, but. <laughs> um, yeah, it's something I've actually wanted to vibes. do, but nowadays it's like yeah. I'm all the way up in Salt Lake City, so making that trip down is, you know. Yeah, for sure. So, do you know Edgar? I do. <laughs> oh, cool. yes, I love Edgar. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, Edgar would book us all the time um, when we were just hanging out in Grand Junction and starting drag, and we would make our trips down there. Wow, so, small world. Yeah, his fat. We would stay in the hotel that his family was at. Yeah, they, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. Wow, small world. Holy crap. Yeah. That's actually where we met um I don't know if you know them, but um their name used to be uh the drag artist Sunny now. But yeah. When they were there it was a uh, Cartel. Cartel with the Bad Kids Collective and they were kind of in Salt Lake and Moab too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my my Those mind like... is just like blown right now like cuz even like the Bad Kids Collective doesn't exist anymore. So I'm like, "Whoa, okay, yeah. that's a flashback." Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Indie Skies was there too. Indie and, Skies. Yeah. yeah, she used to perform there quite a bit. Yeah, and Sunny lives in Portland, Portland now. Yeah. And they're getting back into drag, but in a way that's like more artistic and like healthy for their soul. Because mm-hmm. I know that they like did all those Rue Girl. Like, well, they do music too. Yeah, and they do music and they want to, they just want to do something that's like, that feeds them more, is what they yeah. were talking about. So just, wow, that's kind of interesting. Um, so let's talk about makeup. What is your favorite brand of makeup? I hate when I ask. Okay, so I I like a lot of different types of makeup. I think for Mm -hmm. me, it's like I have, it's not like a brand that I stick to. It's almost like a product to a brand that I stick to. Um, But if I had to go with just one, I think it's either um, Anastasia for sure, just because it's a great brand. Mm -hmm. It's something that I've worked for as well. So I have that biasness there. Um. And then also KVD Vegan Beauty is also another one that I like as well. Mm. Nice. That's awesome. Um, You said that you chose makeup to be your creative outlet. Did you not have an interest in it before? Or was it something that you were just like always wanting to dabble in? Yeah. um, Originally, I actually went to school for film and animation. And I thought that I was going to be like a cartoon artist. Like that's that's what I thought my mind was going to be for (laughs) my future. And then... I took a break from that just because um, I full time at like college, full time at work, full time at like scholarships is very draining, and mm-hmm. I just kind of dabbled in makeup mostly because I was insecure as like a gay young teen or whatever, just trying to date and stuff like that, and um, and then yeah, I just kind of fell into it with just like playing with color, and I was just like, oh, this is really fun. I want to do more of this and then it just became this monster that i couldn't stop at a certain point so that's awesome okay so did the drag come before the makeup or did the makeup come before the drag 
makeup came before the drag, but drag, I think, inspired mm-hmm. more of the creative artistry parts of makeup for me. Um, okay. And I feel like they, they, they go hand in hand together in my mind. All right. And just for our audience, because I know that we talked about it before we were live, but um, what is your drag name again? It's Electra. Electra Jones. Electra Jones. Nice. Yeah. And how long have you actually been, how long have you been performing on a stage? I think it's been maybe four years now. Mm. Mm. Nice. Because everybody always says, like, well, I've been doing drag for, like, 10 years. I'm like, no, I mean on a stage. They're like, six months. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, girl. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, I think we all start as, like, the bathroom drag queens where we're, like, throwing on lipstick. And I'm like, I'm Sasha Fierce. Yes. Um, Yeah. yeah, That was me for a long, (laughs) hot minute. I think it was about a good year before I decided, like, I should probably do more than that. You're like, I should probably go outside maybe once or twice. I mean, God forbid, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Um, So let's get into some specifics about the show, like because I know that people are really excited about it. It's this new thing. It's a, it's a connection to Wow Presents. Um, So tell me about. Let's talk about the audition process. Yeah, what was the auditioning process like? Um, I think that like in comparison to Drag Race, it's less intense, but it's still very much like you have to check your emails every single day. You know, you're waiting for the next step. And the biggest things that we had to do is um, fill out our applications, obviously. Um, We had to do two different looks. Uh, One was a black and white look, and the other one was an editorial look. We had to do our auditions, and then we had to do two separate videos for seven seconds long explaining why we think we would be the winner of the competition. And then Mm. um, just keep your eyes out for everything. And before I knew it, I got the call, and yeah. So did you know that it was going to be points-based? No, I didn't know anything going into it. Like, Hmm. there were some things I knew, because they they told us about the muting thing, and um, I think the point system was also explained as well, but, like, it was all kind of just, like, it was, like, within that same week, and I think we got told about it the day before the first episode or something like that. Mm. Um, But even for us, it's, like, I think we're going to have it the hardest in comparison to other seasons because we're the guinea pigs. We're the ones kind of being thrown into it. And we're like, okay, well, make it work, guys. And everyone else that will be going into it will obviously have seen the first season and have, like, that frame of reference. So hopefully it'll be easier for them in the future seasons. Yeah, I hope so. Do you, and actually jumping immediately to the end, do you think it's going to get renewed for another season? It's already been renewed. Oh, awesome. I didn't know if it had or not. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, they always have to give two seasons a try. I mean, it was COVID, right? Like, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of overhead in production of that show. Like, <laughs> like it's not like doing like physically active challenges where they have to have 13 camera people following you around doing X, Y, and Z. <laughs> so, so. Yeah, and they, yeah. they want to keep it virtual from what I've heard. Because I got, I got to talk to Raven um, when she came down to Salt Lake City. And so we kind of chatted about it where she's very passionate about keeping it a virtual show just because it it's very unique. It's the first of its kind to have like a reality show that you're competing from home. Um, and like it just... Yeah, they just want to keep it that way and kind of continue this ride. Um, I am curious to see how the future seasons go, though, because I don't know. Like, even for us, it was just a whirlwind. But, yeah. So, um, 
I want to know, was there any technical difficulties? You have seven people every with internet all over the country. Every episode. Every. <laughs> it, it, was, it was mostly, um, like, thankfully it wasn't us too much. Um, a lot of the technicalities were actually on, like, Raven's side, where, like, there'll be times we're trying to chat with Raven, and then we can't even hear her. And so they're like, okay, stand by, and then she'll try to speak again, but then we still can't hear her. So it would be like that for, like, several hours sometimes. <laughs> but, again, Dang. it was, like, also fine, though, because, again, for for them, it's, like, this is a whole new experience. And we're just, like, on this dinky little Zoom call, like, trying to get our lives. Yeah. Oh, so that Yeah, because I was thinking about that in the sense of, like, because I know that they sent you all some things, obviously, to, like like, you know, give you your production or whatever. But did um, did anybody ever fly out to you all to help you with your setups? Or did you have to do your setups yourself? We did it um, remotely. So um, thankfully, mm. like, I'm pretty good with tech and stuff like that. But we just threw it together. Um, we would get on, like, a call with, like, the producers. And they would kind of tell us, like, oh, like, maybe push the backdrop farther back. Maybe do different lighting. Like, just kind of, like, directing us just so we look the best that we can look. And... Um, we had to like have our webcam and like our iPhone camera that's recording the whole thing kind of like lined up with each other. So it was also a lot of sending like demo film of like what the iPhone looks like versus what our uh, camera looks like on the webcam. Mm. So, oh, that's wow, that's interesting. Um, so um, a couple, a couple more of those technical behind the scene things because I think that's just really fascinating. Um, and if you're, and if you can't say any of it, obviously because you're under contract. But so, did they send you the boxes? So for those of you who haven't seen the show, they like there are weekly challenges, and the challenge is in a box um, that like you can see them opening. It's like black with pink lettering. I'm pretty sure it says "Painted with Raven" on it. Um, did they send you all the boxes at once, or did you get them weekly? Uh, we would get them weekly. So um, the filming itself was about. It was two weeks of filming, but it was about three weeks of full production. Um, and so, mm. like, for that week, they would send it to us in advance. And then they just let us know, like, you know, you can't tamper with the boxes. You know, when you open it, you're opening it on camera. Um, and so we would just have to throw the boxes in a corner and they would tell us what box challenge to grab. And we'd grab it and go from that episode. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so crazy. Um, God, I would have been so tempted. Oh, I know, right? So tempted. I, just, I mean, nobody has actually said that on the internet. Like, I feel like that's the one Reddit thread that should exist where people have been like, like, there's a thread of people just like posting memes about how tempted they would have been to open the damn box. <laughs> For real. Just like sweating, like with that like cartoon character that's like the button that says open the box or be like, just go <laughs> No, I mean, I felt oh. like, um, I mean, most of the challenge boxes, they obviously, like, let you know what the challenges were, but um, thankfully, with not all challenges, but some of the challenges, they would give us, like, like, we would wrap up that night at, like, somewhere around, like, 10 or 11 at night, and then they would just say, like, okay, so tomorrow, this will be your next challenge, just so you get somewhat of a heads up, um, and then you could just kind of brainstorm kind of, like, what you might want to do for that episode. That was not for every episode, but there was... It was, like, more of the more challenging ones that they were, like, okay, so, like, tomorrow you're doing papers, so, like, make it work. Mm -hmm. So, then my last technical question would be time zones. So, 
who like do you know who was like the earliest or who was like getting to bed by 3 a.m because raven's like well i'm doing 4 p.m so you guys need to work around um anyone that lived in the pacific um pacific standard time area like that would be like probably the worst because they would want us um i think our call time was at nine but we wouldn't start until like an hour later just because um i think for most tv it's you're basically sitting there waiting for things to happen because they have to do a Mm -hmm. lot of like setting up um but yeah so it would be like 9 a.m for everyone pacific standard time for me it was 10 a.m so it was a little bit easier and everyone in the East Coast, they're like, yeah, like, I'll pop in around 12, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Love that for you. <laughs> That's so funny. I would be so rancid angry. Be like, like waking up at 9 a.m. And the girl's like, yeah, I've had like two cups of coffee. I paid some bills. Did some laundry. Really thought about Went my Went to a restaurant. Today. It was really nice. Um, no, like it, ready to go. For them, though, I felt bad because... Like, our filming was anywhere from, like, 10 to 12-hour days, just depending on, like, how much we're doing. Ooh, so, damn. for them, they have to stay up longer, whereas, like, for me, it's, like, I'm getting off maybe, like, 10 or 11. They're probably getting off around, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, Oof. So, I mean, that's the trade-off. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. So, um, then the confessionals. When did you all get to choose when you filmed those? And then, like, um, also just to like break that illusion a little bit and kind of not because I think people get it after watching Drag Race. Did you um, did you have to be in the same clothes? Which I'm assuming yes, because you were all in the same clothes continuity. for continuity. And then when were you allowed to film those? And then did you have producers giving you prompts or? Did you just have to, like, remember what happened? Yeah. Um, so they would just kind of, like, I guess, like, before we started, like, actually filming, um, they told us, like, okay, so, like, what outfit do you want to wear? They wanted to have multiple selections of different outfits. So I just sent them, like, three different options. They picked out the one that I wore for the show. Um, and the way that filming would go is if it's, like, a Monday through Friday, because we would have weekends off, so it would be a Monday through Friday schedule. So it would be two days filming, and then it would be a day specific to just confessionals, and then it would be filming again until we're done for that week. Um, And that was basically how they lined it up. That's actually really interesting. Yeah. And really busy. Like, you couldn't have worked. Like, you wouldn't have have worked. You know, and my job, I was working at, like, a call center for, like, a hospital, like, taking calls for, like, COVID patients and answering questions for COVID and things like that. And um, I pretty much told them, I'm like, either you give me this time off or I'm just quitting because I'm not missing this opportunity. This is, you know, really mm-hmm. big and very important to me. And they were like, I mean, get it, girl. Go. Do your thing. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's really awesome. Yeah. It's cool that they accommodate. Yeah. So let's get now. Let's switch gears a little bit more into your artistry um, a little bit. And let's talk about some of the episodes and some of the things that you did. Some of the looks. Some of the looks. Um, So the first episode was called All That Sparkles. Um, And let's see. Um, You were in the bottom two that week. Mm I can't remember what was your look for the All That Sparkles. It was like a galaxy um with like rhinestones and the right. stars and stuff. I loved that. What did and Raven were you the one that Raven said there wasn't enough like sparkle? Was that what it was? Yeah, they were just saying that they wish there was more rhinestones on the look. And for me it's right. like when I think about mm-hmm. the night sky, like most night skies don't have like 
50 billion like stars unless you're like <laughs> in this like rural area um and mm-hmm. so i just kind of wanted it to be like i was like you know just a couple little things here and there i threw glitter on it i was just, i don't know in my mind i was like oh like i'm sickening like i'll be fine whatever i even had a my friend who helped me with like the tech part of things he held up a sign literally right next to me be like put more rhinestones on i'm like no like i'm fierce like i'm fine everything's gonna be great <laughs> and then you know of course having rupaul and raven be like there's not enough rhinestones i'm like well god damn it okay well oh my goodness you know but gosh but your artistry like all of your techniques was just like everyone on the show was like i feel like i would have just to say my impression from like even watching the first episode when everybody popped on like well actually let me ask did you all get to see each other before like you started filming well actually i guess you would have had to because you're doing all the technical difficulties so well no we never we the first time we met was through the first episode like oh wow because they really were like you know like because they basically had meetings with all of us separately but like we didn't get to interact with each other unless we were being filmed okay that actually yeah, actually that does it's make the sense. same thing that they do with like drag race and the other competitions yeah because they because i mean they could have just yeah shot you all one-on-one mm-hmm. and then did like okay now it's going so did you know any of the other contestants um when you got to meet everyone no i didn't Were know you anybody, but I, the weird thing was is that like uh my friends knew who crimson was which is matt um that their drag name is mm-hmm. crimson um, because mm-hmm. obviously they're pretty big within the drag scene. Um, and like Yvonne is well known within the makeup space in general because they're well known for like Mac cosmetics and things like that. Yeah. I didn't know mm-hmm. any of them going into it. I also didn't try to like look into that because they told us straight up, like, do not search for each other, do not find each other's Instagrams. Like they were very much like, you gotta be authentic and like live in the moment. I'm like, all right, you know, I'd... oh yeah. It- it is true, actually. So I, I know you don't know this about me, but I actually, I was on uh, Camp Wanakiki the second season. And I actually remember that feeling of, because they added us all to a group chat before mm. before we even like left for the filming. And I did, I clicked on a couple people, but I was like, I cannot click on these people. I was like, because I'm going to get a thousand percent in my head. And I was like, and I'm going to be intimidated to talk to them or depending if they have like 10,000 followers or 1,000 followers or something like that, or, you know, 3 million followers, I was going to be like so intimidated by any of those numbers, no matter what they were. So I actually remember thinking to myself, like, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to (laughs) look. Yeah. Oh goodness! So in the so the next episode, um, which we're not going to go through all the episodes. I was um, like, are are we? It sounds like you're. you're... Well, <laughs> anyway, let's we'll see what happens. Um, so the next episode was paper dolls, which I feel like your your paper look was awesome because you did the I believe you did like kind of like the hair. Right? Yeah, the anime girl one. That was yeah, the anime girl one. I thought that was so cool. I was just like, oh, this is so dynamic. And so I cool. saw your recreation that you did on Instagram of that, too. That was really neat. Um, the The hair that you did when you recreated it was, like, even more textured. Yeah. No, it, it, I think the difference between those two looks is so vastly different. Because, I mean, on the show, mm-hmm. it depends on the episode. But, like, for that one, I think we had only four hours to come up with the look, the, the design... Um, to cut everything out and to do the actual look itself. 
Um, and so, like, I feel proud of, like, the four-hour aspect of it, never working with paper with, like, makeup involved. Um, but, like, I mean, that the, the recreation took, I think, about, like, three or four days just for the wig alone. And mm. then, of course, like, acquiring, like, the different pieces that we threw together. So it's just, yeah, I don't know, wow. a little different. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's... But I, I felt like your paperwork was just freaking amazing and so great. And I feel like at this point that we do have to have this interjection here because obviously we're from Portland, Oregon. We do know Flawless Shade slash Taj Jordan and stuff like that. And yes. during this episode, they did the the BLM, like really yeah. those huge call outs and things like that. What was what was that moment like for you as a competitor? Um, I mean, I thought it was really cool um, just because, I mean... Even going into each episode, like, none of us knew what was going to happen and everything. But I thought it was a very important stance to, like, make it a political gesture into everything and to talk about real experiences. And I think also at the end of the day, with all the challenges, a lot of us opened up about a lot of vulnerable things. And I think that art is just a way of expression. It's a way of showing your truth and your story. And if you get to do that and also make a political stance on something, I think that's very powerful. Yeah, that's that's really great. How did it feel? And I want to know the contrast. Um, so obviously Ryan got muted the first uh, after the first episode, and and then you were muted after this episode. What was it like to feel like this person that you just met getting muted, and like that feeling of being safe? And then what was it like actually being muted? I think I was just mostly frustrated um, at myself because. Um, the first episode, I remember, like, in my head, I was fully, like, having imposter syndrome, having this feeling of, like, am I good enough? Am I supposed to be here? And I think a lot of people had that same kind of feeling, but it really affected me a lot harder than it should have. But then going into the second episode, even, like, I remember there was a moment where Raven, I think she was mostly saying this just to light a fire under my ass, but she was, like, saying that, like, if you had more rhinestones, you probably would have been in the top that episode, because... Like, it was a really incredible look, and, like, you're here for a reason. Like, get into it, girl. And then to not meet up to the same criteria and everything, I was just like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, this sucks. <laughs> um, however, at the same... I-, I felt like it was good for me in a weird way to get muted because it gave me a time to, like, okay, let's sit with our feelings. Let's dissect everything before we get back into competing again and, like, kind of figure out what we're going to do from here. Um, and I felt like having that time to myself was kind of helpful in some ways, just to get into a better headspace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I think that's one part that I really enjoyed about this competition specifically was that it is just a muting for a week and that we get to see a lot more of your artwork showcased. Um, I have a question. So you did really well in the celebrity impersonation episode. Um, I can't remember did you say on there if you had done celebrity impersonation before or not um they did ask us but they didn't show it into the episode um oh there was um a show that i used to be in where it was celebrity impersonations but i only did um sporty spice um in like a group Mm. number for like the spice girls i know the gayest (laughs) number we could have oh my gosh that's so great um but yeah and then um i think the only reason i because i they gave us like three different options of like okay like pick your three selections we'll go from there and chris jenner was of course my first choice just because for many many years i remember i did this look where it wasn't even remotely chris jenner in any way but i just had that like vibe of like that very um regal 
kind of bitchy tone to it. And uh, yeah. people, like, I think um, a brand, like, reposted it, and every single comment in that post was literally, oh, my God, is that Chris Jenner? I think that's Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Chris Jenner. And when that, they were like, oh, yeah, pick a celebrity, I'm like, I have to pick Chris Jenner because I clearly that's something I can morph into pretty easily. But I wanted that challenge of also kind of aging myself and, like, having that graphic feel mm-hmm. to it as well. You killed it. Oh, it was, gosh, it was so good. It was really good. Yeah, and just like Chad said, like, if you could do Kris Jenner, then you can do Liza. You have, like, a lot to work with there. So, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I would have... I love Chad Michaels. They are one of my favorite RuPaul's Drag Race stars of all time. I love them to death, so that was so cool. Oh, I guess we should talk about that, too. What was it like getting to meet RuPaul to a degree? (laughs) Yeah, from, like, across the pond. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, she is so, so, so nice. Um, Just very, like... I I think the one thing I will say, and, like, this is something that obviously no one really knows, but she's, like, obviously very busy. So there were times that, like, she would not be able to get there until a certain period of time because, obviously, she's running an empire at this point. And Mm -hmm. I just was, like... I don't know, very impressed with their, like, worth ethic, if I can even talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're just, yeah, they're just really hardworking. They have their hands in everything and to show up and, like, do the thing and, like, have the energy and have, like, the capacity to, like, do it all, I think is so cool, honestly. For sure. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I always wanted to meet RuPaul, but that person seems way too busy for it to ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any other favorite guest judges? Yeah. Um, so Lipstick Nick was someone I was excited to meet, um, and that was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, um, I'm, like, really bad with, like, names, unfortunately. But the girl who played um, Pepper from American Horror Story was... <sighs> Naomi Grossman. I think my favorite person I met throughout mm-hmm. the entire, like, guest judges or anything, because she's so kind. And also, I mean, her saying... She, this wasn't aired, but she just was like, oh, like, your eyes are really pretty. Like, when you opened your eyes up, you went from, like, that spider look to your eyes just being wide open. I was just like, oh, my God, she thinks my eyes are pretty. Wow. This is, like, the best (laughs) comment ever. That's so awesome. Oh, gosh, that would have been so cool to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like, does this experience for you feel incredibly surreal? Because I feel like it has to. Um. Not so much anymore, but, like, when I was filming the entire time, absolutely. Because most of the time, even even episode one, it's, like, I'm having this moment to compete in a competition that I've always wanted to participate in, especially with World of Wonder, because Drag Race was something that's always been on my mind. But I didn't know if I would ever have the money to, like, invest into my drag to go for Drag Race. But then them opening up a makeup competition, I'm like, oh, my God, this is literally says, Jordan, join the show. This is you. This is literally you. And competing throughout the competition the entire time, I'm just like, what the hell is this? What am I doing? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. I absolutely get it. So what did it feel like being in the top? Opposed to like, obviously, because like being muted and whatever. But like, tell me about that moment. Like, like when they said that, when they said your name and the feelings that went through your head in that moment. I mean, I definitely felt like, I don't know, like, it was surreal, obviously, because obviously I was all over the place on the scoreboards, but it, it felt earned. If I felt very, like, proud of that moment, you know, and I've been through all walks of it. You know, we could say I'm versatile. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was just, uh, I, I don't know. I felt like it felt good to finally be like, finally, like, fuck, 
we're like showing <laughs> that we're doing good. We get some wins, get some get some points. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I feel like um yeah, you you were beaming on that episode. It was super great. Um so as we get to the end of the series, um uh if you can say for our podcast, what I want to know is uh, are you allowed to share with us who you voted for in the, because uh, all of you got to vote, right, mm-hmm. for who you thought should win? Yeah, um, I don't think it's a problem for me to share. I voted for Taj personally, just because I think Taj, mm-hmm. like their story behind their look, I thought was very impactful. And I enjoyed like even just the visual imagery because there was aspects of it where they were almost pulling in other challenges throughout the show into their looks in some way. Um, I enjoyed that, like going from black and white, introducing color and then being all color and kind of showing, showing this like pride and showing this celebration in your uniqueness and your color and who you are. And I don't know. It was just a really cool visual story. Um, And that was my personal choice. I think between all three of them. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And um, I guess we could talk about... So, um, for those of you who haven't watched, and there's going to be a trigger warning on the um, in the first part of the episode, um, you know, that everybody heard already. But the thing is, I wanted to know, so that finale look you all had to do, your purple. Um, by the way, I loved your purple, by the way. That was phenomenal. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was real, real, real good. Um, and actually, I'll see if I can actually find a photo for our website at a gem of a secret podcast.com. So, because I know we're talking about a visual medium on a podcast, and that's really challenging for people. I get that. Uh, but did you, uh, that moment, I feel, I actually thought it was going to be you. Actually, really? You got to be in the, yeah, I did. Well, I'm glad <laughs> someone felt that way. <laughs> yeah i thought it was gonna be you um you have i feel like you had such a really like you had that up and those up and down moments but i really loved in watching you and how you um interacted on the show yeah i mean i think that challenge itself was just nuts because uh, i'm surprised they didn't talk about it but um for most challenges we had anywhere from three to four hours that challenge in particular we had 45 minutes and so oh, wow. we had to, what? yeah, we had to throw that shit on. And, and that's why I think Yvonne absolutely won is because they threw on a bald cap, drizzled that purple paint on it, rhinestoned it all. I was just like, there's no, like, there's no other choice. Like this is yeah. a really great look. And in 45 minutes and to do all that, I'm like, damn, just get the win. Jesus, like go off. Just get the win. <laughs> well, I think most of us, like, because we're in our Zoom call, you know, I'm, like, rushing, trying to, you know, paint everything on. And then um, I look over and I see everything that's going on with her. And all of us had the same thought when we saw her. as just, well, that's it. It's been a good run. Love that journey for us. <laughs> love- oh, so you, oh, so you really could, you, so for that one, you could see each other the whole yeah, time. Yeah, so we would, um, we would talk for a short period of time, but they would have the the zoom calls on the entire time but it's also because i think the producers wanted to monitor us make sure we're not like doing something we shouldn't be doing um but yeah oh yeah no that makes a lot of sense wow that's so crazy how did it feel to actually be out of like your makeup look 
for the finale. <laughs> I I felt great because I mean I wore makeup, but it was like you know I'm gonna look like a cute boy. I'm gonna have a great time. I'm gonna feel comfortable. <laughs> Can I think I'm a mentha? <laughs> well, and even with what I said, even in that episode, it's like it's so much easier to judge other people than it is to like compete mm-hmm. in the show. And like for them, they're like, I was running on fumes by the end of it, and I can't imagine where Taj and all of them were in the top three because I was like. I almost like I was like ready to pass out and you guys are still going and trying to truck through three different looks in one day. Like get it girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Did you, um, you, you said they kind of gave you concepts um, like for some of it before you went into certain things. Did you ever like draw out or like storyboard what you were going to do or things like that? You know, like how, you know, when they go to drag race, they have the notebook of like, the concepts and whatever. Did you do anything like that for your craft? Yeah. Um, and this is one of the things I liked about the show was that after the day was over, um, obviously I, I was at my friend's house filming all of this in their little like office room. And so after it was all done, I would be coming downstairs and they're like finishing up dinner, like him and like all my other friends and, you know, kind of like chosen family basically. And so I would be like, okay, so here's the tea. This is what just happened. This is what's coming up next. And so it almost become this, like, let's think about, like, ideas and kind of, like, draw it out, kind of, like, talk through maybe, like, what we mm-hmm. could do, I think, for the next episode and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, and I kind of enjoyed that because Drag Race, you're just going into a hotel room by yourself and you don't have a cell phone, you don't have anything. So I was glad to, like, have people there with me to support me and also to, like, help me through that time because it was, it was a crazy time. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Oh, gosh, what a whirlwind of an experience. For real. Seriously, I'm just, and I'm also so envious. I think that that sounds like such a cool thing to get to meet all those celebrities, get to hang out with Raven in that capacity. And then you said Raven came to, was just in Seattle and then did Salt Lake. Salt, Salt, yeah. Sorry. And yeah, Seattle. Salt, well, because you were visiting Seattle mm-hmm. recently. That's why I got to cut up my brain. But so in Salt Lake, uh, did she like ring you and you like texted each other? Like what happened? <laughs> Um, well, so it was just funny because, um, I, I have obviously a lot of friends in Salt Lake City, especially in the drag scene and, uh, the mm-hmm. bar owner for uh, a place called Waikiki, um, was bringing in Raven and one of the employees is also part of the drag stuff. And they're like, um, we have a contestant from their show literally living in Salt Lake City. Like we need to have them come here. So they invited me out personally mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I, I showed Aww. up and I saw Raven and we both screamed and like gave each other big hugs and it was very, really cute. Cause I mean, for them, it's like, I, I think that like, they kind of see us as like their little babies in a sense, you know, we're the season one, Aww. we're the OGs. And so I think for them, they're like, Oh, you're part of like my dream and my like experience. And I don't know. It was just really cool. And we got to promote the show together. We got to like catch up on some stuff that happened from the show. And it was just really, really cool. Nice. Yeah, that's super awesome. Um, As we're getting closer to the end of our episode, there's a couple of other things I wanted to talk about in the sense of the community. So how was your community reaction to when you got announced? Um, How was it when, like, you were doing your episodes and things like that? Were you doing viewing parties? Like, yeah, just like that outreach community side of it. How was all of that? Yeah, um, I think most people were shook when they heard the, like, the announcement because I'm the first resident from Salt Lake City or Utah in general to compete for World of Wonder anything. Um, so I think for a lot of people, they were just like, wow, holy shit, like Jordan's representing Salt Lake City. That's so cool. 
Um, and like, I was so busy with like my recreations and stuff that like, I tried to do like viewing parties and try to set that up. But I was like, I'm just, I'm so busy that I don't know if I can commit to that as well. Um, but at the same time, like a lot of people, you know, watch the episodes and they like would, you know, tag me and everything and, you know, shout out from the rooftop, be like, my baby's on this show. And I'm like, that's so sweet. No, everyone was really, really sweet. That's so cool. So did you get any trolling or negativity and how did you manage that? Um, episode one, I had someone make a, a hate account on Instagram and try to, I know. Say <laughs> wow. already? Just, yes, right on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm like driving to go to see friends for like Thanksgiving and whatever. And then I get like this, um, this uh, message request and it was someone that has an account, something like Jordan's Fat and Ugly, I think it was what it's called. Something like that. and they were going off because they're like it should have been you that was muted not riot how dare you i hope that you lose this whole competition i'm like girl that ain't my choice i didn't choose to be in the bottom let alone any of that so (laughs) i'm just here um but i mean go off queen get it like (laughs) go off queen get it oh my gosh oh my gosh that's that's... a lot of emotions for a show well and that's i I think it has it like the worst because like that was probably the one and only experience i had that was negative and then of course like i would see like comments from taj and things like that so at a certain point i i stepped in just to be like um guys this is a show with makeup artists filming from home it's not that deep we don't need to attack taj um right i mean i think that it's it's one of those things where I think World of Wonder fans are just very passionate and not everything needs to be said on the internet. No. Yeah, I I I fully get that. And yeah, I do think that Taj probably got like I saw a lot of the hate comments that Taj was getting on their own posts on Instagram. Yikes. Like someone from the show would comment and then beneath the like other contestants comment, there would be people just shit talking them. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's awful. Yeah, it's and what's always super nerve wracking about this kind of stuff is that as since it sounds like they are doing a second season, um, as it starts to get bigger and promotion gets behind it and there's more backing, um, you know, then you get more fans who started season one who then want to go out and be rude all over again or kind, which is also nice. When you're on a show like this, you'll like get a new fan. They're like, I just started this series and you're so talented. And it's like, oh, thanks. Like, because you might not even be doing makeup anymore, drag or whatever, things like that. And you get these comments forever and always, which I think is kind of cool. It's like a legacy a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I think also, um, I think I had to tell myself very early on, like, don't read the comments, first of all, because it's just like not healthy. I also think on that same note, too, I don't think it's really any of my business to know what others think of me, because how I think of myself is separate and I don't need to you know, be swayed by someone being like, oh, you have a funny way of talking or whatever. And it's just like, I'm going to live my life and everyone can feel however they feel. If they like me, great. If they don't like me, that's also fine too. That's the best mindset to have. That is, that's really beautiful. And it's, so what, so my last two questions, um, I want to know what's in store. The first one is what's in store for you in the future yeah um i'm looking to do youtube um that's something i've always wanted to do and i feel like now is the perfect time um and i just want to do like videos to kind of do tutorial based stuff for drag queens specifically because as a professional makeup artist i watch some of these like 
oh, like, get ready with me with, like, people from RuPaul's Drag Race. And I'm like, if I see another video of people baking or someone doing, like, um, they'll put Weave Bond on their lashes, um, I'm a scream. So <laughs> I just kind of want to do that educational side of things. Also do, like, stupid videos because, you know, we might as well have some fun. Um, and then, of course, yeah. um, I'm also thinking about doing more reels on my Instagram, more posts on my Instagram. I've actually just oh, got um, I'm partnered with uh, Lily Lashes as an affiliate. So that's exciting. So I have my oh, little nice. discount code, um, which is thanks, babe, THX, babe, all one word. And you can get 20 percent off with that, which is so exciting. Nice. Wow, that even sounded like a good commercial. Maybe we should just include that in the middle section <laughs> for our commercial break. <laughs> That's so great. Um, and so our last question before we start doing all the socials and other things that you're plugging, um, I asked you to prepare for this question, but pick two people, two castmates that you had on Painted with Raven. If you were to get into a bar fight, who would you want on your side to be in that fight to win and why? Um, I think I would choose Bryce as my emotional support because they basically were like throughout like the end post like show. And I think they'd be good for that. And then of course, Taj, Taj would like, they would be the one to be like, okay, like I'm not fucking around here. We're going to get shit done. <laughs> and Taj knows what's up. So yeah, Taj would be in the team too. Yes, they do. Flawless has been chosen before for this question on our podcast. Yes. So, <laughs> good choice. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a question we ask at the end of everyone because it's always so funny to interest, like, why people choose a certain person. Yeah. I've only been chosen once. It's weird. Um, apparently, I'm a teddy bear. I don't get it. So, um, as that brings us to the end of our episode, um, please tell the kids all of your social medias. And if you do have any like discount codes or things that you're pushing or even your own product lines or things like that, uh, you can say it now. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Jordan J M U A on all social media. That's Twitter. Uh, that's Facebook. Um, that's pretty much everywhere. Um, and then you can also use my discount code like I was mentioning earlier, which is thanks babe, THX babe at checkout with Lily Lashes if you want to save 20% off. Um, and thank you guys so much for having me on this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for being our guest. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And like getting to talk to a celebrity. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so I have an anecdote too, because it's always fun to leave on these. So, um, so Jaman and uh, Taj came out to my show the next day, and I guess you were already gone. And um, like every time Jaman would tip me, by the way, Jaman is really tall. And actually, Jordan's pretty tall as well. I'm just short, but they're both really I tall. I think most <laughs> of the cast is actually tall. That's like a weird fact about us, is I think like. It goes from like six seven to like even for the girls, I think they were like five ten, five eleven or something like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, tall it, it you like, would never know. No, no, no. <laughs> Jamon looks like they're like probably like for real four nine. Honestly, they look like a kid. And so when I when I met them, they were in high heels because uh, they did drag for the viewing party uh at cc slaughter's nightclub shout out to cc's uh but they were just really tall because of heels so the next day when they came out and they came out out of javon came out of face and that was like tall i was yeah. like whoa you were up there gosh <laughs> but every time they tipped me i was like oh my god i'm being tipped by a celebrity <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> oh gosh and everybody was like they're like you wouldn't they're like coco you would not leave jordan alone i was like he was my favorite 
Oh. <laughs> well, and like everyone was so so sweet. Like, I mean, even me going into it, like I didn't know what to expect, but like everyone was so nice and like just so heartwarming, and it was such a cool experience. Yeah. yeah, we're glad you came out. We'll definitely when you start doing drag again after you done if you're done being famous, <laughs> we definitely need to get you back out here and to like twirl for the kids so they can all see how pretty you. Oh, and then also because you were literally just in town for like a night. So yeah, I mean we popped in and I remember like uh, we stayed at Taj's place like after everything that was um, at like CC Slaughter's and everything, and then mm-hmm. we I think I was asleep for maybe three hours and my brother's like. Um, we should go back to Washington. I'm like, all right, I'm still sleeping though. <laughs> Farty. Well, it was so good to meet you. Thank you for coming on to our podcast, like Donatella said. Yes. And um, make sure I will have pictures of Jordan and a couple of looks from the show that I mentioned. Um, I'll have all their social media as well. So make sure to follow them. Use that discount code. Make sure that you're going out and supporting creative artists. We're always about supporting creative artists, even if they don't live in Portland. Um, and if you're ever in Salt Lake City, aggressively stock them and then give them all the notes that I've sent them. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Uh, so thanks, everybody. Well, yeah. I guess we'll talk later. Jordan, say bye to the kids. Bye. Bye. Bye.